0: We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Matthew 28, verse 18, NIV version. Say, I got it when you get there. Oh, that was weak, y'all. Come on now. Matthew 28, we'll start at verse 18. 28, verse 18. I'm going to put it up on the screen for you to make it a little easier for you today. I'm such a good pastor when it comes to all those good things. (laughs) Just give me the verse, pastor, don't even. (laughs) I'll read for you. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Verse 19 is going to be our focal text for this entire series, or the inspiration text for this entire series. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> somebody shout amen. amen. Obviously we're kicking off uh, a new series today. I might give you one shot at the name of the series. Somebody said a green eggs. Listen, we just read a whole book. We <laughs> we 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 sent out communication and y'all still Somebody shout green eggs and ham. Um, this book is by far my all-time favorite childhood book. Y'all, I can remember the day that I purchased this book um, at, a, at, a, at a book fair at Danforth Elementary School. I can remember what the library looked like. I can remember where it was sitting on the shelf because this, this, this book essentially changed my life as a little girl. I was seven, eight years old, and it changed my life. This, this book was so impactful to me. I remember the day that I cried because I lost the book. It was never to be found again. I mean, I was searching my room. I looked on the back porch. I looked in everybody's car, and I cried because I lost my green eggs and ham. I grieved the loss of the book. That was whatever. I know you're asking yourself, Pastor Wanzo, what in the world does green eggs and ham have to do with Jesus? And I promise you, if you give me a few moments, um, I'll show you that the great theologian, Dr. Seuss, um, illustrates for us the difficulty and the tension, but at the same time, the life-changing reward of walking out that final command that Jesus gave to his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. This series is is going to be a call to action series. Um, we are... Um, we're going to go deep into what discipleship is, um, what it means to be a disciple, what is evangelism, what is the mission of the universal church, what is the mission of TMC, and how all of those elements come together to make it possible and make it effective for us to walk out that last commandment, the co-mission that Jesus says that He wants to do with the church, and making sure that we go out and make disciples of all nations. I'm super excited about this series. Like, we've had some good series this year and some good series in the past, but I'm more excited about this one than I've, than I've ever been for one. Because check this out, we're going to get ready to see tangible fruit of what we're being taught. Tangible, somebody saw it. Tangible. Tangible, tangible means something you can touch, something you can see, something you can feel, something, something that's going to take up the atmosphere. We're going to be able to see everything that we have being taught produced in our life. And I'm talking like as of next week, we're going to be able to see the difference. Y'all excited about that? Yeah. There are two main characters in the book. Sam I Am, and then this other fellow by, or he's referred to as you. Sam I Am, and we're going to call him Sam for the, for the purposes of, of, of our learning today. And then we're going to, this other fellow, his name is you. Um, for, for our context, Sam represents you and I. He represents the church. He, he, he is the one who knows Jesus, and um, he has a relationship with God, and he's walking with Christ, and, and, and he gave his life to Christ. But then there is you who represents the world. Yeah, yeah. You, is, you, you doesn't know Christ. He's trying to get there, but he don't know him. I mean, you know, and, and, and there is this, this thing that happens between the two of them that I believe illustrates the relationship that the church has with the world. Are y'all ready to work? Let's look at three points. Write this first point down. <laughs> Don't be discouraged by unfounded intolerance. Say that with me. Don't be discouraged, Don't be discouraged. by unfounded, by unfounded. Intolerance. By intolerance. Let's pull up page, uh, page 12 of uh, Dr. Seuss's Gospel. Sam poses the question, do you like green eggs and ham? Simply poses the question, do you like green and eggs and ham? And without thinking about it, and without ever trying them, you respond, I don't like them. Now, first of all, don't throw your hand up at me like that. Don't turn your nose up at me like that. Because I simply asked you a question. Do you like green eggs and ham? But for some reason, you responds with this, this kind of animosity. He kind of responds with this intolerance towards something that he's never truly tried. Have you ever shared Jesus with someone or invited someone to church and they respond with like this, this, this animosity, this, 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 this annoyance, the fact that you're asking me to go to church? And why would you bother me about going to church? And it's kind of like, I, I don't like them. Am I the only person that has ever experienced that? It's like for some strange reason, if I post, on, 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 I, I don't post, but I'm looking at y'all post. When y'all post, you post about your food and you post about your vacation, all of your friends are just liking it, liking it, liking it. But you post about Jesus, you get crickets. And the funny thing is, it's like they they don't gravitate towards Jesus. They don't don't want to hear about church, and and, and they don't want anything to do with them. It makes you feel like, listen, this is disappointing, this is discouraging, because every time I ask you to come to church, it's a problem, like I'm doing too much. But if I ask you to go out and party, you are down with me. You are ready to rock and roll with me. And we get discouraged in asking because they they respond with such intolerance about a Jesus that they never truly tried. And I wanted to tell you today, and I'm, this is for everybody sitting in the seat today or listening online, don't get discouraged with their response because they have a reason to respond that way. Watch what Paul says. <laughs> First Corinthians, I'm going to put it up on the screen for you. 1 Corinthians two fourteen. People, verse 14 says this, people who do not not have God's spirit do not accept the things that come from his spirit. They think these things are foolish. They cannot understand them because they can only be understood with the spirit's help. Somebody should be relieved in this place on today. I thought you didn't like me, but it's not that you don't like me. It's not that you don't like Jesus. You can't even get there yet. Because here's the thing. The reason why your friends respond the way that they do to you and your and your unsafe family members respond the way that they do to you is because you have what they don't have. And that's the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. The only reason why you're sitting in church today is because the Holy Spirit wooed you here. Oh, gosh. You see, you thought you got up on your own and you showed up in this place, but it was the Holy Spirit down inside of you that said, you know what, regardless of what you feel and what you went through this week, you need to go and see about Jesus. But your family member who was unsaved, your friend that's unsaved, doesn't respond to that and it is foolish to them to think that I'm about to go sit in this church when I'm supposed to be going to have brunch and drink mimosas on Sunday morning. That's foolish, Pastor Juan, so that doesn't make sense. And the reason why it's foolish to them is because they don't have the holy, they don't have what you have. And I want you to, want you to step back and take a minute and say, listen to me, I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to stop inviting you. I still need to make sure that you try to come, and I'm still going still, to still continue to preach Jesus because I understand that there's a void inside of you that God has filled inside of me, and I'm not going to hold you accountable for what you don't have yet. Tell your neighbor to keep inviting. Tell your neighbor to keep posting. It makes me laugh when I look at my wife's page. I I kid you not. If she posts something about our family, I'm just going to say these words because I don't know what they mean. It goes viral. It gets a lot of likes. But if she posts anything about Jesus, she posts anything about the church, it's like, well, what happened to everybody that was looking at what we posted just five minutes ago? Because these things sound foolish to the world. They're not upset with you. They don't think that you're crazy, but it just doesn't make sense. Why would I spend an hour and a half at church on a Sunday when I can watch the football game? Why would I spend an hour at church, at TMC, when I can stay home and clean up? Because I've got things that I've got to I gotta prepare myself for my Monday. And the thing about it is, is that they don't understand is that the best preparation you can have for your Monday is spiritual preparation. They don't get it yet. And it is okay that they don't get it because here's the thing. It is your job, Sam I am, to make sure that they keep getting offered Jesus. They keep getting offered an opportunity at, at, at Jesus. They get, keep getting an opportunity to come to church because at some point they're going to get it. Good. Good. Tell your neighbor, keep inviting. Let's get two. What was number one? That was terrible. Now, for some other church, that would have been good. But that was terrible. <laughs> what was number one? Don't be by the There you go. Goodness. Let's get number two. Point number two is this. It must have been the place. That's an easier one. We'll do it in a second. It must have been the place. Say it with me. It must have been the place. Let's pull up page 1415. Now, Sam is so convinced that you likes you, likes green eggs and ham that he doesn't concede to the idea that he doesn't like green eggs and ham. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. like, I, "I'm so convinced that you're going to like green eggs and ham, I don't even concede to the thought that you don't like them. So what he does is just change the place. Yeah. 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 Do you want them here, or do you want them there? Because in Sam's mind, there is no possible way that you don't like green eggs and ham. So there must be something wrong with how it was presented to you. So Sam, oh gosh, so Sam spends the rest of the book creating atmospheres. <laughs> he, he, he creates atmospheres so, so, that, so, that, so that you can try green eggs and ham. Do you want them here or do you want them there? Do you like him in a house, or do you like him with a mouse? Do you want? Do you like him in a box, or do you like him with a fox? I don't care where I don't care where you try them at. I just want you to try him. Yeah. I know they said they don't do Jesus. I know they said they don't like church, but could it be that they hadn't tried him in the right place? be that it was the wrong church for them. Oh gosh, y'all. Could it have been that was the wrong message? Could it have been that that was the wrong person? Could it have been that that was just the wrong place at the wrong time and it just didn't work? I want you to understand that there are a lot of people in your life that haven't tried Jesus at the right place. (laughs) So listen, Sam is walking out the mission of Truth Movement Church. Put the, put, the, put the mission up. To create a space. <laughs> Somebody shout to create, a space. to create a space. Listen to me. We don't care if it's on a Sunday morning. We don't care if it's on a Wednesday night at Bible study. We don't care if it's at Thursday with the women's group and a Starbucks. We just want you to know that you need to try Jesus. Somebody shout try Jesus. We don't care what the atmosphere is. We just want to get you to try Jesus. I don't care if I got to rock Jordans. I don't care what I got to do to get you to try Jesus. Somebody shall try Jesus. Yes. I don't care if it's stretcher bearers in the men's group. I don't care if it's the women's group. I don't care if it's lit. It doesn't matter what we got to do. We just got to get them to try Jesus. It's the mission of this church to create a space where all people, somebody shout all people, can come to know God. We are willing to do whatever is necessary as prescribed by scripture to make sure that all people can come to know Jesus. I really don't care. You can get caught up in all this dogmatic stuff. You can get caught up in all this religion stuff. All of that doesn't matter if they don't try Jesus. <laughs> the church that I grew up in, I'm a little boy, I'm a cold boy. And on a Friday night, they would sing this song that have you tried Jesus? He's alright. Have you tried Jesus? He's alright. Have you tried Jesus? He's alright. What you know about Jesus? He's alright. Listen, all I want you to do is to try Jesus. I don't care what atmosphere I got to create for you. Listen to me. We are very intentional here at Truth Movement Church to make sure that everybody that walks through that door can be comfortable. This will be the place, this is the place, where you see men throw their hands up and cry in front of their father because the atmosphere is right. This is the place where you, where you will see families come and worship together because the atmosphere is right. We're called to make sure that we're continually creating atmospheres to make sure that you try Jesus. And I don't care whatever I got to do to get you. Listen to me. I will bribe you to come to church. If it takes me to take you out to dinner after church, I'll take you out to dinner after church just to get you to come try Jesus. Tell your neighbor, it might be an issue with the place. I want you thinking right now, there's people in your life that are at some, they're in some places right now that's not working for them. They, 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 they tried Jesus when they was going to church with grandma when they were five. And they decided at five in their adolescent mind that I don't do church. So they're 30 years old now, I don't do church. It was the wrong place at the wrong time. But I believe with every bone in my body that TMC is the right place. Yes. Oh, you should be praising about that. I, I, I believe with every bone in my body that TMC is the right place. Because we're extremely intentional about making sure that all, somebody shout all. all. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you just walked out of. I don't care what you did last night. This is a place where you can come to know Jesus. And that's all we care about. Can I mess with your head a little bit? I don't care how successful you are outside of this because none of that's going to get you to heaven. If you succeed in this first, he'll take care of that. I I believe that's what Devin just kind of stood up here and said for offering because I took care of his business. He went behind my back and took care of my business. Listen to me, y'all. This is a place where all we care about is reaching the lost. Next week and the weeks to come we're going to talk about the unchurched and the underchurch and and the D church and the post church. We're going to talk about all these different kinds of people who have been churched at some point or non-churched at some point and all we care about is that person. This is the place to you for you. Let's push. Point number 3. What's point number 2? Listen, it's about to be an issue in a minute. What was point number two? Okay. Point number three is this. Don't stop until the ask is complete. Say that with me. Don't stop stop until the ask ask is is complete. I think page 54, 55. So watch. So finally, um, after being harassed to death the entire book, um, you finally decides to try green eggs and ham so that Sam will leave him alone. Um, And now that um, he's tried green eggs and ham, um, I paid attention to something because this is just the way my brain works when I start studying stuff. I tallied up every time that Sam presented another space or created another atmosphere for you to try green eggs and ham. And when I finished, it was the number 12. Let me shout 12. Now, I'm not sure if Dr. Seuss knew this or not, but the numbers 12, three, and seven are symbolic for completion, fulfillment, and perfection. So if you look into scripture, It was the 12 sons of Jacob that established the nation of Israel. There were 12 spies who went into the promised land to scout it out. If you traverse into the New Testament, you will find that there were 12 tribes of Judah. If you keep looking, you will find that there was a space where Jesus healed a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years if you keep looking through scripture after Jesus does another miracle and he feeds over 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread, the text says is that there was 12 baskets of bread left over after Jesus completed the miracle. And I kept looking in scripture and I found somewhere that when Jesus got ready to start his ministry here on earth, he handpicked 12 disciples. Sam kept asking until the ask was complete. There are many of you sitting here today saying to yourself, Pastor Wanzel, when can I stop asking them to come to church with me? When can I stop presenting Jesus to them when the ask is complete? Oh. I don't stop asking and I don't stop committing to to, 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 to to having them meet Jesus until they taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes. Sam didn't stop until you tasted and seen that green eggs and ham was good. There are a lot of people in your life that you've given up on. I ain't not, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not asking. You've got family members that you've said, you know what, they're just a lost cause. They just don't listen. I have people in my life, this is hilarious. I am the pastor of a church, and I've been knowing some of these men for a long time. I'll text them, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's happening with you? You good? I'm good, man. What's going on with you? The family good? Yeah. Yo, how about you come to church? No, I don't even get bubbles. Bubbles. what I keep asking I keep asking because Sam understood that what he had was exactly what you needed and I can't stop offering you Jesus because I know this is exactly what you need so I won't stop asking until you taste and see that the Lord is good not just taste I want you to taste and see that he is good. You see, just because they showed up at church, as a matter of fact, just because you're sitting here in church, does not mean that you know that the Lord is good. I want you to taste and see that the Lord is good because here's what, oh gosh, I gotta give it to you. I was about to give it to you too soon. Here's what happens. Watch this. This is my favorite part. Listen to me. When I was a kid, this part of the book, I was standing over there, and when she got into it, it started to make me tear up. This is my favorite part of the book. Go to page 58. This is after he tastes green eggs and ham. He'd been chased down the entire book, and he finally tastes green eggs and ham. Watch what he says. Say, I like green eggs and ham. I do. I like them, Sam, I am. Uh And I will eat them in a boat, and I will eat them with a goat, and I will eat them in the rain, and in the dark, and on a train, and in the car, and in the tree. They're so good. So good, you see. So I will eat them in a box and i will eat them with a fox and i will eat them in a house and i will eat them with a mouse and i will eat them here or there say i will eat them anywhere watch me now now that i've tasted and seen that it is good i can't confine its goodness to a place <laughs> He says, listen, I I, I know I said I didn't want to, but now that I've tasted it and and, and I can go back over my life and I can traverse through through my life and every time that I've turned you down, and yes, I wanted him then, I just didn't know it. But now that I've tasted him and I know that he's good, I want him anywhere. You see, I just don't want him on a Sunday morning. I want him in my house. I just don't want him in my house. I want him on my job. I just don't want him on my job. I want him in Walmart. I just want him anywhere. Because I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good. You see, Sam knew something that we don't know. He said, if I can just get them to taste them, fall in love with the same Jesus that I fell in love with. It'll change their life. So I wanted to get, Portia, I wanted to get into this whole thing where where where, where you he actually repents. Because repenting is a change of mind. In the book, (laughs) on the 58th page, you repent and says, I was wrong. My mind was wrong about green eggs and ham. You see, I want people to say I was wrong about Jesus. I know I said I didn't need him, and I know I said I didn't want him, but I can't live life without him now. Because I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good.